0: It, it seemed like a fun thing to do. Uh-huh. I can give more stage time. Of course, it's always good too. So it was something that I was looking to uh, explore, and then finally I found a place that wanted to do a show, and that's how we made it work.
1: Nowadays, you do a regular show at Highjinks. Highjinks. It's H-I-G-H, Jinx, because it's a it's a um, uh, it's a dispensary. Tell us about that show. When it is? Where it is? And how you got into it?
0: Yeah, so actually, I went on uh, Facebook. They have all these groups for all different neighborhoods, like around Jersey, New York, things like that. And I kind of just put in those groups. I was like, hey, I'm a local comedian. I'm looking to do a comedy show. Do you know if any bars or restaurants or anything are looking to do a show? And the owners of where I do my comedy show, Scarlet Reserve Room, they hit me up and they were like, hey, we would love to do a comedy show. If you want to come through, we can talk about it. So that's what happened. I, I... Basically, they, they commented on that post, and then, like, a week later, I went there, and we talked about it, and we got it figured out.
1: Now, this is hijinks? Yeah. Okay. Now, that's in uh, Red Bank, New Jersey, right? Tell everybody what day of the week it is and time, and, you know, it's every it's not once a month. It's once a week, right?
0: So, it was. We were doing them once every other week, but now we're going to start doing uh, one paid show per month. And that's going to be every 4th Friday of the month. And that you can pay for admission as well as pay for a pre-roll joint because it is 420 friendly.
1: Yeah, it's very 420 friendly. <laughs> now, I'm not admitting on this podcast that I purchased uh, marijuana there, but I did purchase marijuana there. <laughs> i really appreciate you booking me on that show now one of the other of things i wanted to get to i wanted to promote your podcast now it's called better off drunk and who is your co-host and where can people find this
0: uh steve Pacaro is my co-host of that and he's a great great dude great comic you can find that on youtube for the videos and then you can find it anywhere you can listen to podcasts as well.
1: Okay, so Better Off Drunk, it, it, you recommend YouTube, though, because they can see the video. But it's yeah. on industry, any of those, serve, you know, I, I uh, pod, Apple Podcasts and uh, um, what, Spotify?
0: Yeah, it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, any of iTunes. those. I definitely recommend the video, though. because So the idea of the podcast is me and Steve have two other comedians come on, and then we just play drinking games. <laughs> so it's a lot of fun to watch us play the drinking games. It's, it's a lot harder to p- follow it when you're uh, listening. And then when you're watching the video, you can play along with us. So yeah,
1: that's perfect. And things are better off when you're drunk. So better exactly. off. Yeah.
0: Great. That's the motto. <laughs>
1: okay, now, Ma- Matt, uh, Mike, how can people find you <laughs> out there on social media, on the internet? Do you have a website, your Instagram handle? Give us the lowdown. How can people follow you and go
0: to shows? <laughs> Okay, so you guys can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at, at Mike Lauro comedy, and then on Facebook as well, Mike Lauro. Uh You can also follow the uh, Hijinx Comedy at, at hijinx comedy on Instagram, and so you can follow us anywhere. You can follow the Hijinx to get tickets and go to the show, or you can follow me just for laughs and go to my other shows. It's L-A-U-R-O, Lauro,
1: L-A-U-R-O. Okay, great. Okay, well thank you for being on, Mike. Now everyone at home is poised to watch this movie at the same time as we do here in the studio. So everyone at home must press play at the exact same time as we do here in the studio. So why don't you go ahead, Mike Lauro, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown.
0: All right, guys, let's get it going. You're gonna hit the button when I hit go, okay? You're gonna say three, two, one, go. Thank
2: you, celebrity comedian, for that celebrity comedian countdown, and best of luck to you. Best of luck to you, comedian. Yes, comedian. Thank you for your URL and your background and your service. We're ready to watch a movie. Time to watch
1: Francis the Talking Mule. Yeah, man! Wow, man! This this film is whack. (laughs) What was the whackness? Women's Auxiliary Corps.
2: Chill wills. Yeah. And he's the voice of uh, Francis, the talking mule.
1: Yeah. Now, in the other films, he was the voice. There were seven of them. He was the voice, and he was uncredited because back then they just didn't credit voiceovers. Why? Why? I don't know. But in this film, he's credited because he plays a general. And because he has the same voice as the mule, they play with that a lot. A lot of the times... It's never explained why, and it's never clearly, uh, I guess, I guess they think, you know, they're winking at the audience. The audience understands it's his voice.
0: Does
2: Do they make jokes about it? Like, so they're like fourth wall breaking a little?
1: Um, the Pentagon. A little bit. Now, this is the view of the 9-11 bombers. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Ah, wow. The Pentagon. <laughs> Now, look, it's been 21 years, people. Calm down. I can make a joke. It's been 21 years. Right. Come on. Don't you remember they bombed the Pentagon, too? And they bombed that field in Pennsylvania. What devastation!
2: They did it. Well, that was not intentionally the the people. If I remember oh. that movie right.
1: Oh, I thought they were trying to kill the crops for this
2: season. Did you ever see that movie, Depressing Plane movie, where they uh, <laughs> based on the true life story? Nope. You know what I'm talking about? They had no, a movie. Was it
1: a about... 9/11... Yeah. I think I heard of it. Because it's all about how they take him down. I don't think I ever want to watch that movie. Now, this is our star, Peter Sterling, and he is Donald O'Connor.
2: He's so young looking.
1: Now he was in the other films in the army. And here he's in the reserves. He works at a bank and they're calling him back to
2: duty.
0: And he won't go. He won't go.
2: Oh, that's freezing right there, buddy.
0: bad? Yeah. But they can't do this to me. They can't do this to me. If they want me? No My mistake,
2: again. he hits the alarm. Uh-huh. Bank robbery. He stepped so, on the button. That was so, um, well. Oh, no. I'm not going to do it, Carl. I'm not going to do, do it. it. Cut to the next scene. you're in full military right. uniform on a train.
1: On a train heading yeah. to duty. Fort Chase.
2: Mm. Southern. Yeah, you don't have to tell me this is a Southern movie. Southern California, look at this. we uh, certainly
1: hundreds. not South, right? I mean, yeah, Southern California, I guess. This okay. was filmed completely. This was in San Diego, Van Nuys... And it was in Universal Studios. And... Oh, no.
2: Donkey's ass. Mule's ass. Who could that be?
1: <laughs> yeah, we can't make our joke. Uh, you, this guy's a little horse.
2: Well, oh, yeah, because he's
0: just watching it up. Because he's a mule. Hey, Francis. Francis, hey, it's me.
1: Francis. Now, coincidentally, he sees his old mule friend, Francis
2: yeah who also got into the wax right
1: well it's really a dumb plot point somehow he heard that the computer screwed up and peter sterling was getting signed to assigned to the wax so he got himself there assigned to the animal experient experience experiments department mm. just so he could get there and get his friend peter out of trouble it's the dumbest plot point ever
2: Animal experiments, man. That's fun. They feed you some fucked up sugar cubes. <laughs> you got like a horse boner the first time, your mane's <laughs> growing out. Then you eat the placebos and you're crashing. Oh,
1: look, we Ooh. just bumped into our main
2: That's a terrible hero. Button.
1: This is Captain Jane Parker. She is Julie Adams in real <laughs> life, and she's our main whack. Wait, she's named after the Star Trek captain? No, she's. Oh, you're thinking of Picard. This is no. I Captain... think of Jane. Yeah, right. Right. Janeway, Janeway? Janeway. No, Jane. Jane way. Jane way. No, I never watched that series, Voyager. I thought they're just ripping me off. They're just trying to squeeze another Star Trek out of me.
2: But they're still Janeway. doing that. They're yes, still, they are. They're still fucking you up. They're still saying. No, I'm we...
1: fucking them up. I'm not watching the new Star Trek. Wait
2: a minute, Carl. Oh, well, that's great. Look at that guy. Look. Yeah,
1: that was funny, right?
2: Yeah. Uh, now here uh, comes
1: Jane again, and there's going to be more trouble.
2: Jane Way. I can't date you. Too much baggage.
0: Yeah.
1: Guess what? In respect, I respect this film in that there isn't any dating, there isn't any
2: love interest. Right. It doesn't.
1: Le- oh, look what it's going to do
2: That old gag. Running out of train gags darn it darn it oh now her uniform's all wet are you okay oh fine just fine mt mp's gonna fucking drag him away (laughs) yeah 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 buddy
1: you so you saw it was an accident yes but a little dignity leave her a little dignity
2: i guess the mp stands for man police you did good (laughs) don't let her see this Peter Sterling, he's a lieutenant.
1: Lieutenant, let me write that because I keep. So reading. he's in the reserve. So was there a war going on? The Korean War. Uh, there was the Korean War. I'm not clear on the dates of it, but right. he
2: will not be. He's not going up to the front line. It's so strange. He's he war comedy more after World War II. Yeah. Now here
1: we have a funny joke. This is like a wax. He's expecting all these women to show up to get transferred. So he goes. One minute, please. Let the ladies in first. Like then he takes a look and like you're a man, but he doesn't say it. He's just like, huh?
2: Huh? Where? You got are a dick? I? He looks at his dick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like, there's. I see a bulge in your pants. Yeah,
2: it leaned over. In
1: luggage, and luggage, excess luggage. So he goes. Here's his orders. His paperwork seems to be okay, and and look, you know. Peter Sterling is oblivious that he's assigned to The Wax. I mean, why would he think that, you know? Right. And then he goes, his papers are in order. It came from Washington. He said, George or Martha.
2: Oh, <laughs> right. Is he Glenn or Glenda? I guess that movie came out around the same time.
1: I always think of the cheap trick song from
2: The Wax, you know, Surrender. Yeah, you re- because that song was so complicated and switches so many gears. I don't remember any of the words, especially because that's the part where it's like the sing along part where everyone knows except who knows that was the lyrics other than yourself.
1: Yeah, well mommy's alright, daddy's alright, they just seem a little weird. Everyone sings along with Yeah. So lyrics are weird. Uh the lyrics don't rhyme on purpose. They no none of the lyrics rhyme in the film in the just... in the song, and it's so awkward sounding.
2: I did have the opportunity to see them live and they did that song and it was just fucking balls to walk great. Oh, that is terrific. It's part of that song, it's that it just turns into another song halfway through. But I you know, saying, I
1: really think that is a cheap trick.
2: That is a such a cheap trick. I think they they named that song after me because I didn't tip prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> so you can you say the lyric though? Because people won't even remember it.
1: Uh uh daddy says your mother's right she's really up on things why before we married mommy served in the wax in the philippines now i had heard that the wax recruited old maids for the war but mommy isn't one of those i've known her all these years
2: Mommy's all right. Mommy's all right. and, the, and the thing about that song is that it just works on so many different levels right you're a young kid and you're just screaming it and then when you're a parent, you're like, yeah, god damn it. Yeah, you catch your
1: parents having sex to your KISS records. Damn it.
2: What, <laughs> <laughs> your Pulse Deadly solo album?
1: No, for the first time ever, no, it was Numbers Up. Numbers Up was the KISS record they were rocking yeah. and rolling. So now he's discovered that he's in the wax. What the fuck? Now, this is a starlet okay um her name is uh Mamie Van Doren and she's alive today she's one of the only people who's still alive today and she was like a real sex
2: symbol yeah this rock and roll good. high rock and roll high school rock and roll confidential is a great movie with her
1: well I didn't catch that one but that sounds exactly right uh best remembered for for the rock and roll juvenile delinquency exploitation film Untamed Youth in 57. Oh. She was in Voyage to the Planet of the Prehistoric Women.
2: Oh, was he a visitor or prehistoric women?
1: I can only assume. And she's being all cutesy here. Like they're expecting a Bunny
2: Sterling.
1: And obviously, Peter Sterling's not. Whoa! Oh my goodness! Ex- oh,
2: Disney. Jesus Christ. She was only 85% (laughs) dressed.
1: Now, here's our top dog lady. Okay. She is Major Louise Simpson. And she was like a sexy, sexy starlet too in the 40s. But now it's the 50s and she plays more matronly
2: roles. Nice. Now, we all know.
1: This is still our main whack, the one who got all doused with water.
2: Uh, uh julie adams yeah now why do they have a star of david with an a on it
1: um for asshole i don't know the answer. jewish
2: jewish asshole <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to wear it on your sleeve boys hey did you just sleep with my jewish wife nah why would you say that because you got a scarlet a on that star david on your shirt oh yeah that's right it's an adulterers yeah it's- you always sleep with jewish men jewish married men was
1: david king david the one who sent who had the affair with uh jezebel and sent the the no that wasn't king no david. It was a different one okay never mind that would work for the a
2: yeah right jezebel. jezebel now look at that
1: clock on the wall i swear to god it's like elementary in high school when we were
2: growing up oh uh, it looks like it's not 420 anymore carl you can stop smoking <laughs> now she's getting
1: offended with like uh i think you wax are great in your place you know we're getting
2: a lot of oh, no, battle of the sexist in this movie
1: yeah we're getting a lot of see he never means anything sexist but they always get offended and take it sexist the thing is it is sexist but he's just repeating the no the the, the zeitgeist of the day you know because listen to him worm it's a weird. little
0: Wonderful. They're just wonderful in their place. In their place! The fuck?
2: Oh, I'm just saying, it could be anywhere. It could be here. It could be in the kitchen. In the kitchen! <laughs> I, 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 I. Hello, sick symbol. Turn it up because it's funny.
0: No, man. No, no. Not yet. But it's a
1: start. <laughs> she goes, What? something wrong? And she goes, yeah, Not before. yet.
0: Well, Lieutenant, in the course of your duties with us, you'll be in contact with the women of this battalion. Yeah, don't so fuck them. Incident. Yeah. Your incident? But, in- but you're saying he, he,
2: he doesn't I'm fuck any, any of them.
0: There any he Burmese doesn't. Girls there? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, they used to sell a snake. I can imagine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to take some of them home with me. You did? Oh, yes. The you
2: kid did? Yes, yes. Oh, yes. I'm sorry, but it's been 10 minutes without a fucking talking donkey, and I'm going through withdrawal.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. We're not going to meet this donkey. Well, it's coming up. He's going to go to his quarters. He's going to go to sleep tonight, and donkey's going to show up and explain himself.
2: Now, have you ever seen the movie Hot to Trot with Bobcat no. with John Candy as a talking horse. He got credit as Don oh. the Horse. Should um, I see it? Yeah. I'll tell you why. It's one of the worst movies you'll ever see. <laughs> Oh, right. Dabney Coleman's in it. He, uh, I do not enjoy that experience. Virginia Manson is a professional actor, though. I read an interview with Dabney. He couldn't say anything nice about the Talking Horse movie. He has buck teeth in the movie, Dabney. Okay. Buck. And uh, Gilbert Gottfried plays the veterinarian at the end of the movie. <laughs> He's got the horse on like a dentist chair. Now turn your head and cough. Uh. I sound a little hoarse. Doctor, you should listen to yourself. Yeah, Yeah, no, there's this
1: one scene in which the
2: general, who is
1: the voice of the horse, get of the mule, gets like horse and I don't understand why he does. Okay, now we're gonna
2: see the mule. right, you gotta open a window so the mule can show up. Right. It's like every Mr. Ed episode.
1: It's like, Yeah, I think that Mr. Ed totally ripped off this series. Yeah, so The absolutely. thing is, director Arthur Lubin did it. So... Oh, so it's the same creative forces. No, okay.
2: it's just...
1: Director Arthur Lubin. Several Abbott and Costello films, Phantom of the Opera in 43. Wow. The Francis the Talking Mule series, and he created the Talking Horse TV series, Mr. Ed. So is he ripping
2: himself off? I don't think. so. No, it's just an evolution. Then
0: then was you on the train. Boy, am I glad to see you. Believe. What kind of an indoctrination are they giving you? Oh, I'm in terrible trouble. Well, that figures.
2: He's like you can see the peanut butter falling out of the the donkey's mouth.
1: Um, That's right. right. They to credit to this film, they don't do too many tricks with like. Doing it in reverse, then forward, then reverse. Uh, it's pretty good. You see the way he's got his mouth going there.
2: It's yeah, no, it looks good. They're not faking it. it is this Mister Ed it. thing where suddenly they're talking at a window and the horse comes in, or they're at a, you know some area where the horse could just kind of show stable. up. Stable, mm-hmm. yeah, stable.
1: So oh, no, I. He's he's explaining the thin plot that he found out he was in trouble and came to look for him. He had to get himself assigned to the animal experiments department. It's it's kind of cheap, but I mean it's our what is this? This is our fifth mission.
2: You know, I was thinking, I was thinking about that too. Like Police Academy Five, I think was up uh, maybe Miami uh, when they go to Miami. Okay. Well, I mean this film is no slouch. Uh this film did better
1: than um uh, uh okay wait, let me find it exactly. Um
2: hey, 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 hey.
1: what's this? See That's they it. overheard the horse, uh the mule, so they think there's a woman in there.
2: Ugly as a mule. I heard she's That's stubborn a as a mule. oh donkey
1: donkey okay. it's not jumping out and biting me but this film did better than the sequel number two and number three and number four this one had good box office
2: yeah, okay i i really wanted to do a francis the talking mule movie uh on our show because I, i've always heard about this so i wanted to find the most interesting one i didn't want to find like i didn't want us to just watch another drab one gotcha. I picked this because of Zazu Pitts, who's a regular. Uh, Mammy, Mammy Van Doren, who I read on IMDb, did not want to be in this movie. She did not want to be in this movie. And she had Clint Eastwood
1: was her friend. Uh, and let me, like yeah. I said, she's still alive and she's trying so hard to be a sex symbol today. She has like plastic surgery and stuff. Mammy Van Doren didn't want to be in the film, but she was contracted to Universal and had to do it. Clint Eastwood was her friend of hers and found out she was in it, asked her to help him get a part. She said, God, why are you trying to get into that movie? I'm trying to get out of it. The only reason anyone starred in that film, because they were forced to do it.
2: Well, He was in Joins the Navy, I believe. He was in a Francis movie. Clint Eastwood. I believe, yeah. We saw Clint Eastwood Eastwood in uh, Bonzo Goes to College, too. Clint, what? Clint Eastwood. Wasn't he in Bonzo Goes to College? Was he no. a bunk? No. no. I,
1: would have, I would have been all over that shit.
2: I thought I saw a movie where he was holding a monkey. It well, must a have been.
1: Orang-a-tang me. in any which way but Lou. <laughs> is that what you mean?
2: It's not what Be, you mean. It was before that. He's like a tall drink of water, like the young Clint Eastwood.
1: Yeah, I guess I don't know about that. Okay, so <clears throat> by mistake, this woman is in the same bunker as him. And <clears throat> he's about to go, Excuse me. And she'll go, Ah, you know, that kind of thing. And the MPs run in and take him to the, the um, major's office. And, Oh, I'm sorry to disturb you. Ah, but
2: right, it's, it's too dark. And ah. he screams. Some cute 1950s uh, styles. Yes. Yeah.
1: Nobody in here, huh? Look, he puts his head under because it's a comedy.
2: (laughs) Oh, shit. It's the Madam Police. (laughs) MPs. Ms. Police. Ms. Pac-Man.
1: Yeah, Ms. (laughs) Pac-Man. I know what you're thinking but it isn't true now I know what you're thinking but it isn't true then he comes into this office and goes I know what you're thinking but it isn't true
2: isn't it obvious that this was all of error and that he he a guy is in a lady's auxiliary no they know it's a
1: mistake and they're getting him transferred out but he's spending the night you know and but
2: they didn't realize that he might cause trouble like having one guy in there
1: but he was supposed to be isolated in his own barracks and it was a screw up that that woman came and got him gotcha. off we do that a lot two incidences one night two incidents now she was a this woman in the 30s and 40s was like a statuesque sexy man killer she was in 150 movies wow she's got two stars on the walk of fame because when her movie Career started to dry up because she got older and she wasn't, she couldn't play. Yeah. Patel she turned to te- television and she, she got real smart. So she got two stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So
2: one star has a film uh projector, right. yeah, and then the other one has a TV set. Yes. Was she on um, radio? Does she have a radio one? She doesn't. Commenting on
1: her other woman roles, Barry once said, "I seem to be a woman always with a gun in her purse." I'm terrified of guns. Oh my God, I go from Francis. what what?
2: Francis was out the window, you missed it.
1: Yeah, and he what he's doing is saying <laughs> like, Nice ass,
0: toots. Go ahead
1: and play it. And she's like, How dare you? Yeah, you're the one you're
0: with the nice ass. Neuropsychiatric retention. That's really gold breaking. Oh, so I try to tell I can see right here what you trying to tell them. That a mule talked to you. They didn't believe me, and neither would I. So don't pull any of that mule hanky packy around <laughs> mule here. Mule hanky packy Now yes, ma'am. For lack of clear-cut evidence, I will not press charges against you. But let me make one thing quite plain. Until you are transferred out, you're a whack officer. You will think as we do and do as we do. Everything? Everything.
1: <laughs> that is whack.
2: You want me to whack off? You
1: want me to whack! <laughs> Yeah, because they say whack officer, and you hear whack off a lot.
2: (laughs) I forgot about whack officer. (laughs) Mother
1: says your mother's right. She's really up on things. Why, before we married, mommy served in the wax in the Philippines.
2: That's right, yeah.
1: Hey, all right. Now, in the movie, I don't understand why he comes out in his bathrobe. Right, he is in the military. There isn't some mistake. He comes out and joins the troops in his...
2: I don't understand why you're wearing a skinny tie and Speedo. I mean, just because you're playing cheap trick doesn't mean like... (laughs) (laughs) Uh...
1: Now I had heard the Wax recruited old maids for the war. But Mommy Look at
2: that! He's at so least wear a shirt, Donald. A
1: little but for what? Why does he come out like that? I don't get it. Now he's like, gonna fall in line and do the exercises with them.
2: He's like, oh, it's a big mistake, and that's why I'm naked. You can wear some clothes, goddammit. it! Did he not think that he had to go for military training in the morning? I don't
1: know, and I don't know why he comes out like this, and they're giggling. There's our main whack, our captain.
2: Yeah, she looks great. That haircut. Let's see here. Is captain that's the mean Parker. Now,
1: she was in everything, man. She was all over TV. Was that Zazu Pitts? No, Zazu Pitts is like a wacky lady who's in the infirmary, she's with the animals, and she was in the first movie. She's reprising her role.
2: On the fifth movie? Yes.
1: So the um, sixth
2: and seventh movie, the director went on to do Mr. Ed, and Donald and Chill Wills wasn't in it. It was Mickey Rooney.
1: Mr. Ed was a movie, not just a TV no, show?
2: No, no, but when they did Francis uh, in Francis the Haunted House, and I think oh. the other, it was Mickey Rooney taking over, and it was... Really? Uh, Paul Freer did the last voice, the, the famous uh, voice talent from Disney. He recognize his voice. I, I, I can't do his voice right now.
1: So they're all giggling at him. I didn't know this. I don't think they should have done that. I think they should have sticked to their genuine roots.
2: Well, I think it's just they wanted the series to continue. You know what I mean? Like how there's yeah. always air buddies and space buddies. They want their know. money. Yeah. Like talking animal movies are, are great kid fodder, you know? I'm trying to think of a talking animal movie I liked. Like with the animal talks. Oh, I guess Polly. Did you ever see that with Jay Moore and Buddy Hackett? No. It was like a, a smart ass parakeet. No, I, I never it's did. not bad. It's cute. Yeah, I never understood talking animals. Like do they they understand humans but they don't understand their other animals? Yeah, I guess not and they can't talk to their other animals. They
1: don't speak English
2: you know talking dogs creep me out because dogs use their mouths not only to talk but to fucking attack people and and you know right. yeah so this it's talking but it's also the same set of jaws it's going to use to kill an animal
1: okay i never think of it that way look his back is hurting so now we're gonna get more mistaken sexist stuff. Why don't you go listen? Oh, to sure. It so you can get
0: offended.
2: I heard Donkey Kong called. He wants his barrel back.
0: To the oh, I see. Uh, you men went into the rugged things, no doubt. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, of course, and that sort of thing. You know, steal that wall, jump that hurdle, and, and climb that landing net. You mean confidence of course, Lieutenant? Relax, don't use it. Yeah, well, it's pretty strenuous. It wasn't meant for women. I'm sure the women would appreciate it if you'd show them how to stand sometimes. Oh. Maybe I can get a few volunteers to help you. Uh, Wonderful. Uh, three, three, yes, you, uh, Lieutenant. What? What did I get myself into? What did I talk uh, myself into? Five, and six, and-
2: he's got one of those Jacqueline bodies, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. nowadays guys are like, I can't wait to have a four-pack ab.
1: Yeah. Every time a guy takes off his shirt in a television show or a movie, he's, he's like, a guy who goes to the gym, it's really not realistic. So I was watching this thing called um, The Good Place. It's just a Ted Danson
2: streaming show. Yeah, right, yeah, the sitcom.
1: And so there was this guy, he's named Chidi, and he's a a professorly guy. He's like a professor of philosophy. And it was ridiculous. He took his shirt off in one episode and he was six pack ripped. It made no sense. He- Uh,
2: Yeah. It's like in the see uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, in the second uh-huh. one, he takes his shirt off for a split second. And everyone in the audience is like, swoon. like, <laughs> dude, that guy must have like worked out insanely just for that one scene where he takes his shirt off.
1: Right, exactly. Now, Arnold Schwarzenegger did that at 60 for his Genesis. But that makes sense.
2: Yeah, he's also he the was robot. He
1: supposed to do it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, you know, the big story is Kamal Naziani of uh, The Eternals, right? Wow. He famously is a c- comedian, not really the, the guy you would think who would buff up. He was in Silicon Valley. But he buffed up for that Marvel movie, and then he publicly said, please, guys, I, I'm really self-conscious about it. Please don't comment on my buffness.
1: Okay. It's like
2: that Jonah Hill thing. Please, I don't want to talk about whatever I'm promoting. You know, it's just it's a mental health issue. It's like... Oh, it's, so it's... He, He got he was affected by the internet. You know, the internet critiquing his physique and calling attention to it. It just was too much for him.
1: Oh splash.
2: Oh the beautiful gotta make him laugh. Oh Wilbur. Wilbur. (laughs) Hey uh Mr. Ed, who's your favorite comedian? Oh Bilbur. I tried, I tried.
1: I tried. I I just saw his special.
2: Yeah, hey, my buddy's in one of his uh, anthologies, Joe Barnick. I know Uh him from San Francisco. He's doing great. Did you want, I guess the Red Rocks one?
1: He's like saying, are those your kids or are those your girlfriends or something? It never gets addressed.
2: What would you call like uh, kid mules? There's a name for that.
1: Horses ass. Oh, um you mean like uh, pups or something yeah, uh, like uh, ponies kids. yeah i don't i don't think ponies Pony's. that's a that's a, a so donkey. there are band-aids on on um, the other mules on the mule's ass because he got shots in his butt for the animal experiments <laughs> um, peter is going to lean on him like this and he's going to oh, oh
0: my hair. Hair. Lieutenant
2: Sterling, my butt is killing me. Ow, my ass. Technically, you're my ass. You, you are not. But I don't know. He doesn't own them. They're equals? Like, I always feel like the, the donkey is smarter than him on purpose. Yep, yep. <laughs> Watch right
1: here. He's going to lean on him right here. Yeah. <laughs> oh! They snuck up
0: on me with a square knee. <laughs> Sorry, Francis. I forgot they didn't waste any time. <laughs> <It> was <laughs> they did time. There's a shortcut to the finish line over yonder, over yonder. That wouldn't be fair. All spare in love and war. get
2: going. Well, my girl is way ahead of me, and she. Uh, there is the understatement of the year. Come on. <laughs> oh, it's so cute, so genteel. Uh oh, w- woman. Woman, run! And look,
1: he helps her. He, she helps him up, and so <laughs> wins.
2: And so wins. Right, the fish lies right behind her too. Oh, he didn't win. Yeah. Going, oh,
1: I just misjudged
2: the height of the fence, is all.
1: Now, okay. Francis just told him all about something he did, you know, new information. There's a general, um, and uh, G- General Benjamin K. So General K doesn't like the wax, like, being part of combat and stuff so they're they're trying to be part of a camouflage unit and so he said so he told them all about a big competition with the camouflage and how general k is trying to get rid of them and we got to help these wax out so by mistake he he shouldn't know that information and he lets it go go to the captain here look at what's under look at that
0: i understand why you're all so sensitive I suppose
1: General K's attitude does get
0: you on edge. General K How do you know about that?
1: Oh. What did I say? Ask him on a date. He Ask her on a date. Listen.
0: We
2: both go to the post dance together tonight. Oh damn What, what did I say? Oh my god, I hate that on me and me in the background. It's Ash
1: Wednesday, obviously.
2: Right hey you know carl don't bring that don't call it that uh, would you
1: now whenever i'm around francis i never bring up ass wednesday now <laughs> they're like obviously major uh lieutenant sterling was planted here by the general to like fuck us right. up.
2: right oh and that makes sense why else would the guy be in wax Yep. Yeah. and why hasn't he been transferred out yet American Hot
1: Wax. Look at that old-timey phone. They spared no expense to retrofit this office.
2: They spent no expense on any of this stuff. I mean, it's all mule-compliant. I want you to build a set that a mule could walk into a window and talk. You're right away,
1: this Lupin. Right, Arthur Lupin. So, okay. Prominent director for Universal Pictures in the 40s and 50s, best known today as the man who gave Clint Eastwood his first contract in a film.
2: Yeah, that's the joins the Navy.
1: Uh, Lubin said he directed 69 films, of which eight have been miserable flops. Those included Mickey the Kid and Yellowstone. Um, He was gay. This is interesting. He died at the Autumn Hills Nursing Home in Glendale, California on May 11, 1995 at age 96. Wow. Hospital worker and serial killer Efren Saldivar allegedly told people he killed dozens of sick and elderly patients. And there is some fear that Lubin was one of
2: these. How awful. Yeah. Yeah, I heard about that guy. What's up with that? Those guys shouldn't do that shit. That's really like... Oh, yeah? Pretty... You're
1: against murder? Oh, yeah? Uh,
2: yeah, I am, Carl. What I a can put controversial my foot Yeah, if position. I can stick my neck out here. Listen, you've, you're you a nurse at elderly home, and you're like, Oh, I should kill them. You fucking go outside and breathe some goddamn air. Touch oh, yeah. grass, nerd. <laughs> Listen,
1: I know you're not against murder, but this is a serial killer. That's too far. That's Oh, yeah. You know, man coming to the barracks. Okay, so now what they think they're doing is screwing over General K. And they're going to assign him, who knows nothing about camouflage, to train the 2nd Platoon about how to camouflage.
2: Because they think he's a military guy.
1: Well, he doesn't know anything about camouflage. So, if the 2nd Platoon doesn't do well, it'll be his fault, the General's plant, they think. And they're going to totally disrespect
2: him now. Good. Are they going to do, like, jokey stuff, like... Well, I don't know if you guys could do it.
1: Uh, no, he's not going to do any sexist stuff right now. But we are going to get sexist misunderstandings in our next scene. Like, he's like, attention! And I guess women stand at attention different than men. So he's like, I said attention. I'm at attention, sir! So he's like, at ease! <laughs> I said at ease. I am at ease, sir! And I swear he's looking at their boobs. Really?
2: We fall out and very fast. Fall out now fast. Platoon attention. Oh, the
0: sound drives are crazy. I said attention. We are attention, sir.
2: Now they put her up front because her boobs are killer.
1: Hey! Now, Now yeah. look at our sex symbol down there, uh, Mamie Van Doren. All the way. She has the best boobs of the movie
2: well that's yeah i mean she's a famous bombshell
1: now listen mike I, I just want you to know that i've 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 been around boobs they've been prominent in my life yes, when so. i speak about boobs i know um, what i'm talking about and so i just want to say that Mamie, um in this film has some of the best films boobs in the film
2: well carl listen i agree you know as a guy who respects women and uh, appreciate Email form. Yeah. All I got to say is, oh, <laughs> I <laughs> hey, say that respectfully.
1: I do. I respect most of the women in this film. Um, I don't. Except
2: the mean old
1: captain. One. Yeah. Okay, look. You see Mamie down there. I respect yeah. her. The next one over, not so much. The next one's got nice, big, prominent boobies. I respect her. The next one, not so much.
2: Now, IMDb, like when I was looking at all these Francis movies, they were like the women in this are like 1950s boobs. I go check done. <laughs> <And> then- <laughs> I picked this one because Chill Wills it shows up in person. It still has the original ensemble. Right. We do have Mamie Van Doren in this, and it's probably the most preposterous. They did a movie goes to town where the donkey and him uh, are in New York City. Uh huh. Which sounds. Absolutely hysterical, having a donkey walking around Times Square and whatnot. Oh, the animal experiment room.
1: Yeah, and we just got a joke in which he thought he was
0: turned into a yeah. monkey. What are they doing to you? Lieutenant, I'm getting what I deserve trying to help you. One more injection, I'll be ready to buck for rear animal.
2: Yeah. Why are they ejecting a horse, and with what? i I don't know
1: it's experimental i don't know we don't learn what it's for now in looking up julie adams captain jane parker she's in a million television shows i didn't even list them but i list here the ones you would have heard of and i swear there's like 25 of them here but one of them is the girl from uncle 1967. did you ever hear the girl from uncle
2: yeah i have it was a tv show
1: yeah. yeah, so we know the man it... from Uncle, why wasn't it the woman from Uncle, but it's the girl from Up, here she is, this is your, uh, yes, that's rabbit. you,
2: and she's, like, quirky, wow, here's some carrots for you, rabbit, listen, I'm not doing the second movie, there's no way, third, fuck you, I'm not doing it, I'm, I'm gonna start, here's well, a no, here's banana
1: for you, here's
2: banana. Okay, I'll do the fifth movie. You
1: didn't bring me Reese's Pieces?
2: (laughs) Well, they haven't presented yet. (laughs) Well, that's right. Reese's Monkey Pieces. I guess
1: there was a peanut butter cup. Now he's he's like, you look familiar. And he's going to talk about this crazy person in Burma who talked to a mule. But she never puts two and two together that it's him. She's supposed to be a character and kooky, and she is. Now she's like trying to put two and two together with the mule, but she never will.
2: Right. Does he remember the first film? No
0: insinuations implied little
2: beast No reaction whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh oh. What? Where's that going? Yeah. yeah. Oh, phew. Yeah. She she stuck it up the ass.
1: That ah, she stuck it up his ass. <laughs> the ass.
0: He drank a whole bottle
2: of alcohol yesterday. Now, you dear little mule, I'm going to start you on your pills. I hope you take them nicely. Ooh, man, that's nice. Booze and pills? <laughs> yeah. 1950s booze and 1950s pills? Where'd to go.
1: Now, um, this Captain Jane Parker, she was in a lot of movies. Uh, she was in a soap opera called Capital in the 80s. But she had a recurring role in Murder, She Wrote. And, but the thing is, when it got into the 90s and the 2000s, she didn't quit. She was on Beverly Hills, Diagnosis Murder, Melrose uh-huh. Place, Family Law.
2: And wow, way to go.
1: In she was in CSI, and she was in Carnage in 2011. She kept
2: going. Carnage the movie? Yes. Yeah. Well, I think I've seen Carnage. That's the one where the two couples are having dinner, and they're talking about how their kids fight each other.
1: I never I saw said... it, so I don't know. I know it was 2011, and I know that the French pronounced it Carnage.
2: Let there be Carnage. That's how Venom pronounces it. <laughs> the Marvel? Yeah, the villain is named Carnage in the second movie. And the, the title of the movie is Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage.
1: Uh-huh. I never saw I saw Venom 1, but...
2: It's a good San Francisco movie. I like that he lives in the Tenderloin. Yes. Yes.
1: Now, um, this was based on a story called Mr. Whack by Herbert Baker. And it's not clear that it was like, I think he was just a hired writer who wrote the story for this uh, film. Uh, <laughs> Delv- De- Devery Freeman wrote it and James Alderay, I don't know. They They've got lots of history here. Uh, Devery Freeman helped establish the Screenwriters Guild, reorganized it into the Writers Guild of America in 54, and negotiated with studios to build the Guild's right to determine film writing credits.
2: That's good. If they're not crediting Chill Wills for voicing the main character, they're probably fucking over the writers as well. Yes.
1: Okay, so... Francis comes up with this idea to buy cologne, not perfume. I don't know why, for the entire platoon. So now you're going to have to turn the sound up when our sex symbol mainly gets in because, oh, so
0: much.
1: well, not yet, but because she's very funny. You're all thanking him for the cologne. Okay, here she comes. Here she comes. You shouldn't have. <laughs> she's like, mm-hmm. Captain sees it, but watch what she says.
2: The lipstick on.
0: Sorry, Captain. It was just a slip of the slip of
2: lip. Now, listen to what
1: she says. I'll
0: be extra careful next time.
1: Did you get it?
0: Yeah. My aim is a discipline. She goes, I'm
1: sorry, I just slipped, right? He goes, well, I expect you to be extra careful next time. And she goes, I will be extra careful, extra careful next time. Like, I'm not going to get caught.
2: No, I I noticed, and then she walked off like that. Oh, hello, thanks for the perfume, clone.
1: clone.
2: I love Old Spice.
1: Yeah, it's called... Okay, so Second Platoon is moving up in the rankings. This is going against their plans. Their plans was for Second Platoon to do horrible and it would be a man's fault. So it's all fallen apart.
2: But there's Second Platoon, right, Carl? So they're winning. There are
1: three platoons. They're all gonna perform camouflage exercises. And the second platoon has been slacking with bad morale and doing horrible. So they said, let's slap a man on it and it'll look like it's the man's fault. And that'll tell oh. General Kay he can't criticize us. But it's not working. They're getting good thanks
2: to him. Make him laugh.
1: Yeah, now that's a, that's, make him laugh is a, a reference to his singing in the rain yeah. Uh, appearance. Yeah. Let's see this. Now, look, this Donald O'Connor was in a lot, a lot, a lot of things. He wasn't just the Francis the
2: Mule guy. No, no. And in fact, I know him much older than he looks in this movie. And, you know, I know he looks a lot older in Singing in the Rain compared to what he looks like now.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, that was, but but Singing in the Rain was 52, which was earlier than this. No, this is
2: 55
1: what i'm saying is his best known work came in the film singing in the rain 1952 right this film's 54 and he looks older in that okay turn it up because you'll hear the voice of the mule this
0: is chill (laughs) wills Fighter jockeys and telephone operators doesn't mean that national defense should be jeopardized. We've done pretty well up to now. You only know, have to do badly once. Louise, you've got a one track mind, and I consider my duty to prove you're wrong. And I find your methods as misguided as your view. My methods are beyond reproach. I've gone to great lengths to arrange this demonstration.
2: A bird. I mean, Captain.
0: Well, he like he's
1: getting accused of of planting the the the. He clearly doesn't know what she's talking about. Yeah. What a mule! What guy! And so he gets off the hook because she realizes she was wrong in this conversation. That's when work came in the film Singing in the Rain 1952 for which O'Connor was awarded a Golden Globe. He won a primetime Emmy, four nominations, and received two stars in the Hollywood Walk of Fame
2: throughout his career. He received two? what? Television and movies? Um, Radio? I'll have I to check. It. Next time I'm on Hollywood Boulevard, I'll check. I'll let you know.
1: O'Connor received an offer to play Cosmo, the piano player, in Singing in the Rain (52). Uh, yeah, got a Globe, Golden Globe. uh The film featured his widely known rendition of "Make Him Laugh," which he choreographed with the help of an assistant dance directors and his brother. Do you, was, Do you know that scene in the movie, Carl? I have seen "Singing in the Rain," and I just didn't care about it, so my sure. memory of it is very. I remember the famous scene with the umbrella dancing on the street, but that's because I. It was reinforced by seeing it in clips all the time. All
2: the time. Yeah, I mean there's a scene where there's an actress who's trying to do a talkie for the first time. That's a great scene. But the make mm-hmm. make and laugh song number is probably for me like the one of the funniest things I've seen. It's just like flawless. And he's terrific in it. So Maybe I get I, I... out again. Uh, ah, you know, if it's on stay for that scene, it's on, it's before. Yeah. Oh, and when they sing good morning in the morning, it's fun to stay up late in the morning in the morning with <laughs> you. Cute movies. O'Connor
1: said he was forced to go to the hospital during the production of Singing in the Rain due to in- injuries and exhaustion. The scene was building to such a crescendo, I thought I'd actually have to kill myself, said O'Connor. Wow. That's a little weird. Now, check this out. He was oh, meant to play Bing Crosby's partner in White Christmas. But he was unavailable because he contracted an illness transmitted by the mule.
2: I don't understand. I don't, I've never even heard of that. You can get, like, mule pox? You could get mule pox, I guess. He was replaced in the film by Danny
1: Kay. Look at the... He hears the voice. Yup, and he thinks... He goes, Ten, shut! And he goes, Quiet, Francis! It's not funny. But it's really the general.
0: We <laughs> the...
2: I'm General K. Well, yeah, I ID, I, 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 sir. I know. I I for E King over there.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Wow, it's a transfer of power. It'd be strange, man. If I had if I was friends with Francis and then some guy sounded like him, I'm like, yeah. you will not believe this shit, but you sound exactly like a mule that talks to me.
1: You talk that's like you'd sound like this talking ass.
2: What? What? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how
1: talking ass sounds. Now, White Christmas was a huge, huge hit. It's really a missed opportunity that he wasn't in that, and it's weird that he got sick from the mule. O'Connor and Bing Crosby united on Anything Goes 56 at Paramount. It's just not the same thing. And the studio also released the Buster Keaton story of which O'Connor had the title role, which we already know.
2: Right, and he hated that film. I believe it. Well, this, the story of that film is that Buster Keenan got enough money to buy a house. So he said, okay, yeah, whatever you guys want to do, that's fine
1: at this point. Uh-huh. He just and... wanted to not be homeless anymore. So right, yeah. Have a lot. Stability. Yeah. Yeah.
2: He was living in like a, a a van in the studio lot. Yep, yep.
1: It's yeah. pathetic. Because had he lost the control, the creative control. We learned this from the general.
2: Yeah, that's right. Well, he did a bunch of movies, and they're on YouTube with Jimmy Durante. What? No Beer and like Speak Easily, and it's like these kind of prohibition yeah. comedies. It's interesting. I've seen a bunch of them. It just doesn't – I don't know if it doesn't work. Like you have this Mr. Stoneface, Silent Star himself, and yeah. Jimmy Durante. Oh. <laughs> Are we going to see one of those? Yeah, I have it on the list. I mean, you know what? Maybe let's do it next week. Speak Easily. All right. Sounds good. Right. So what's it called? Instead of speak easy, it's yeah. a prohibition pun. It's speak easily. Speak, easy. Buster is a. Oh, I, I don't. Oh, gosh, I'm, I'm just, do just. You know what uh, year? No. Yeah, fifty something, fifty and change. So you don't know it year. Oh, so I, I don't know offhand. No, okay. but it was in the. 50s, I'll look it up. Early forties.
1: Whatever happened. Oldest seasons, losers of the year. But every time I got to thinking where they disappear. When I woke up, mommy and daddy were rolling on the couch, rockin' rollin' numbers up. They got my kiss records out. You know that's a rhyme, even though it's the same word. Out and out, that breaks their pattern of no rhymes in the song. Is it
2: just that song that Chief Trick doesn't know how to write, or is it like every song is weird?
1: No, uh, it was just that
2: song. The words don't rhyme, which was so yeah. weird. I didn't realize they even mentioned kiss in that song. How crazy is that? <laughs> yeah, I think you
1: need to give that song another listen. Yeah,
2: another listen. i listen another listen to surrender see what's funny is in the beginning
1: of that song the bass is playing an a and the band is playing a g and that does not go yeah. but then the g slides into an a and the song fits together all of a sudden it's a piece of genius that song
2: you know i remember you complimenting if, uh, this is years ago carl decades ago uh, right here, right now, by Jesus Jones. Oh, yeah! You're like, listen to this. It starts off with this techno shit, and then yeah. three seconds into it, it says, fuck this shit, and goes, and starts a guitar playing.
1: Yeah, that's right. It turns you into a classic rock. Okay, here's the camouflage, and they're getting better. Where?
2: Where? Where's the camouflage?
1: Ah, uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> well, you turn it around, and you see all their flat asses, so. I know, now, it's right. To teach... To teach Peter Sterling, he's camouflaging himself as a moose.
2: Oh, right. I don't see any donkeys around here. You know, the theme song didn't really work for Francis. A mule is a mule, a cue, a cue, a (laughs) cue. And no one can talk to a
1: mule, a (laughs) cue.
2: Unless the cue, the mule, a cue, it's the The famous Francis talking mule. What's
1: this? A moose? Hey. Just a little lesson in camouflage. Uh,
2: I thought you would be a little horse. Are you kidding? This is my bread and butter talking.
1: <laughs> Don't be insulting. Chill Willa- Will's was like a big
2: time poker player. I can't get my head around Chill Wills. First off, what a great name! Yeah, that's. I'm sure that's not his real name. Well, his last name must be Wills, and he must have got that yeah. nickname. Right, and he's like got the southern drawl. Drawl. Like, was he? So was he in every single western? Was he like poker player number two in uh, the bar? Will's deep, rough
1: voice with its western twang was matched to the personality of a cynical, sardast, sardonic mule. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't say here he was in a lot of westerns, but I'm sure he was. He was in the city of Chicago, this the city that never sleeps in '53. Was that –Giants Chicago? in 1956 with Rock Hudson, wow. and Elizabeth Taylor, and James yeah, Dean. Yeah, James Dean. Best Supporting Actress in Davy Crockett's The Alamo. Check this out, man. This is – okay, Wills was nominated for Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor in his role in Davy Crockett's companion beekeeper film The Alamo, 19, 1960. However, his aggressive campaign to win the award was considered tasteless. What, really? Including director and producer, John Wayne, who publicly apologized for Willis. What the
2: fuck? There's no such thing as bad publicity. There's no such thing as tactlessness in Hollywood. They had to single this guy out? It must have been really awful. His
1: publicity agent sort of fell on his sword. His name was Bow Wow Wojowski or
2: something. He accepted
1: blame for the ill-advised effort claiming that Willis knew nothing about it
2: i got to read up about this. I want to find out this offensive Oscar he lost, he
1: lost to Peter uh, Ustinov
2: and Spartacus oh. anyway. Well, wow, that's interesting. He would have lost anyway. I don't know. they are kind of schooling him here. Should we do Till Wills or should we do Spartacus? I don't know. Who should we do? Till Wills or oh, fucking now, Spartacus guy?
0: But now, who believe can talk by no one? And uh, you're willing to stand by that story,
1: Lieutenant? So
2: now the mule talking is really coming out. Are they going to discover that he does talk? Like, are they they gonna... are.
0: They are. Okay, so now that he's admitted that a mule talks,